It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Arthur Hopkins presents... Through the facilities of the National Broadcasting Company and its affiliated independent stations, Arthur Hopkins presents the first performance of Home Came the Steve by Edith Russell, starring Sidney Blackburn in the role of Davy Crockett. Featured in the supporting parts are Francis Fuller as Kate, Edgar Staley as Thimble Rig, Will Hare as Ned, and Barry Hopkins as Colonel Travis. The production is under the direction of Herbert Rice. The script was adapted by Charles Newton. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here is Arthur Hopkins. This play, presented for the first time on any stage, is by Edith Russell of Atlanta, Georgia. It deals with Davy Crockett and the Alamo. Remember the Alamo is a cry that will long ring in the heart of America. It was more than a cry for vengeance. It was an exulting of the spirit that will not die. Tonight, sons of the Alamo are giving their lives on many fronts, but they do not die. They live on in following generations, carrying high the banner of free men. This is our richest her heritage and our greatest wealth, wealth that we would not exchange for, pro for promises of permanent security under an autocratic government. Strange and desperate forms of government by tyranny find no place in the American heart or stomach. They have no flavor that can beguile or deceive us. Tyranny is for people who have never been free, for people with little faith in their own strength, for blind people who, when freed from one form of mean servitude, blindly turn to another. We are a fearless breed not asking for scraps from the master's table, nor trembling in the presence of authority. This we owe to the proud and courageous souls that blazed our path of freedom. We shall never turn back. Davy Crockett and the men of the Alamo knew the meaning of freedom. For them, death had no sting comparable to the sting of life without liberty. So tonight, we turn to Davy Crockett and his unquestioning comrades as a reminder of our rich heritage. Thank you.
Take your hand out of that stew pot. Oh, Mother. We just want to help, Mother, to see that you're cooking it right. And you, George, should be down at the smokehouse helping your father. Oh, I've been helping him all day. I'm hungry. Oh, you'll be hungrier still someday if you can't learn to put your meat by. What meat? It's too early in the fall to have much meat. We ain't even been on one bear hunt yet. Mm, oh, yes, we'll have a great plenty of meat this winter. It'll be like the old days before your father ever went away to Congress. Mother, I do believe you're glad Pa got rascaled out of his election. I'm glad. Mm. I could be, if only he were. Why ain't he? Don't Pa want to stay home with us? Oh, of course he does, but it hurts to be licked, too. And there's so many more things he wanted to do in Congress. Then why didn't he do them while he was there? Oh, he tried, Robbie, but you can't always do what you want to do. Even when it's a good thing. Things stronger than you at the time stop you. Like the Jackson man stopping Pa? Mm. Then why didn't he just up with his Betsy and take a blizzard at him? Oh, Robbie, you just don't shoot congressmen to get them to vote your way. Then that's what the trouble is. What a congressman you'd make. Not me. I'm gonna be president. But first, I'm gonna be the best bear hunter in Tennessee, next to Pa. George. It's a rifle shot. Oh, run, fetch your Pa. Oh, no, no, George, you'd better stay here. Elizabeth! Elizabeth! Here he comes, Ma! Where's my gun? Here she is, Pa. What is it, David? Who's shooting? Don't know yet. That's what I aim no, to find David, out. David, be careful. Come from over having a virgin's way. I can't. Halt! Show yourself who you are. I've got my gun on you. Hold on there, Davy Crockett. Hold your fire. Abner Virgin? All right, Abner. Come along, Ford. Abner Virgin. <laughs> You look mighty mean, sighting down the barrel of a rifle, Davy. Made me right nervous. What was all the shooting? Oh, nothing serious, Davy. I just shot a surveyor off of my land. Where's the surveyor now? A long ways off. If his horse can hold out running. What do you want? Oh, uh, usual. Wanted to survey my land. Claims it ain't my land at all. Claims it belongs to some fellow who bought it off a revolutionary veteran named Jones. And that uh, Jones... He had it from the government. Oh, nonsense. What right the government have given away Tennessee land in the first place? Oh, that was fair enough, but what's happening now ain't. Fair? What was fair about it? If I tried to tell you, you'd probably go to sleep on me the way they did in Congress. Would not. Well, I'll tell you. After the revolution, the federal government owed a good many of the Continental soldiers, so it paid them off in public lands. That was all right, and it would have been all right all along, if only the soldiers had come out here and settled the lands they were given. But mighty few of them did that. That fellow Jones certainly didn't. That land of mine was alone and wild when I came here. Public land and free. I cleared it and built a cabin here. I planted it and raised crops. And now the government says it ain't mine at all. Oh, it just ain't right, David. And it don't make no sense. Why should Jones wait till now, till 50 years after the revolution, to put in a claim for this year land. Oh, it's not Jones, neighbor. Jones is probably dead and gone. Some speculators bought up that land grant of Jones's and a lot of others like it. Now he's snooping around over the countryside trying to take over everything that other folks has worked to build. Pa! Well, George? Pa, there's a man on horseback coming down the trace. If it's that surveying barman again, I'm going to have his hide. No, wait a minute, Abner. Go bring him in, George. Yes, Pa, I'll get him. Yeah. No harm finding out what he has to say. Go right on in. My pa told me to fetch you. Abner, keep your hands off that rifle. Colonel David Crockett? I'm Colonel Crockett. Come in. Thank you, sir. This is my wife, my sons. I reckon you know Mr. Burgeon. Colonel Crockett, I'm James Stevenson, land surveyor for the government. Didn't I tell you to stay off of my land, you snooping skunk? That's exactly where you're wrong. The land you're settled on was granted to William Jones long before you ever even set eyes on it. Nobody ever told me that. I got my papers. Your papers aren't worth a skunk hide. I'm afraid that's true, Abner. And that's what my land bill was about. I tried to get a law passed that would settle disputes like this fair. Colonel Crockett, I turned back on the trail to get your help with this man. Oh, I know the government's behind you and the money of the speculators. 
I know I might as well sing psalms over a dead horse as talk to a Jackson man. But I tell you this, fair ownership of land is the very backbone of democracy. And when the men who fought for the land and toiled on the land begin to be dispossessed by city speculators who's never so much as driven a plow or broken a furrow, then democracy and freedom stand in danger. Colonel Crockett, your land bill is a dead issue. There's no use in making a speech for it to me. And in my mind, freedom's a dead duck in this country unless every honest and independent man does speak up for what's right. Do you presume to call me dishonest? No, sir. I merely call you a slave, a party slave. You've got a collar around your neck for all to see. And there's a tag on the collar which says, This is my dog, signed Andrew Jackson. Good evening to you, Colonel Crockett and family. As for you, Mr. Burgeon, I'll see you again. You'll carry a bullet off in your carcass if I see you first. Davy, I never seen you so patient. Yeah, fair kept your temper down. No, I didn't. It's all bubbling and boiling again here inside. That's because you still believe strong in things, Davy. And what you really want is to be back in the Congress, fighting for them. No, I'm out of politics forever. There's only one way I could win another election, and that I won't do. I won't bow to the name of Andrew Jackson and follow him in all his notions and windings and turnings. I was willing to go with him in what I thought was right and honest. But further than that, I won't go for him or any man in the whole creation. I'd rather be a coon dog belonging to a poor man in a forest than belong to a party that won't do justice to all. Oh, David, you're so unhappy here. But you've always been, and I think you always will be. Except in a fight, Elizabeth. Davy Crockett's a man that's got to fight. There's one place left where a man can fight for freedom today. Texas. Texas. Revolution against Mexico. Fight for freedom. They're going to fight like those men at Bunker Hill. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I stood on that hill once, Abner. There's a monument there to those men who died in that battle. I felt I, I wanted to call them back and ask them how we could keep the liberty they bought for us with their blood. Why, by believing in it, never denying it, I reckon. Yeah, that's pretty close to what I answered myself. And on that green, sunny hill that day, I resolved I would believe in freedom and fight for it, always, everywhere. Well, there's a lot of land in Texas. Plenty for everybody, free. David, David. Pa, I want to know why you didn't lick up that surveying fellow. Yeah, I don't think it would have been worth the trouble, Robbie. I bet he didn't know how strong you are. He wouldn't have barked up your tree that away. But I know. A man came by here while you were in Washington, and he told me all about he you. He did, eh? And just what did he tell you? He said you could eat up a whole wildcat, look a panther so hard in the face that it dropped dead, carry a steamboat on your back, stand three streaks of lightning without dodging, and put a rifle ball through the moon. <laughs> Anything more? He said when you stood up for a fight, you jumped three feet in the air, cracked your heels, crowed like a rooster, and neighed like a stallion. Let's hear you. <laughs> I'll think about it, son. <laughs> if anything happens, Abner, you bring Mary and the children over here. Thank you, Elizabeth. I'll tell Mary. That'll be a comfort to her. Well, uh, good night. Good night. Good night, Abner. Davy. Yes? You really think they'll take his land? They'll take it sure as I'm alive, unless he pays a price. And he can't do that, even if he would. Taint 
fair. They've worked so hard for so many years. They'll have to clear out to a new country where every skin hangs by its own tail. Texas? Maybe. You're going. Yes, I'm going. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I'm going to cut and quit the states and give the Texans a hand on the road to freedom. I knew you'd go. I've noted ever since election day. You're a mite ahead of me there, Elizabeth. The revolution just broke out this month, and the election was way back in June. But the land's been there all the time. Land. That's a sweet word. That's true riches. Wide land and a vast distance. The distance has always called you, David. I want a country where a man can live where he pleases and be secure in his land and free in his soul. That's liberty. And nothing else is. Do you think Texas will be that kind of country? It's a rising land, Elizabeth. It's a rich land. There's a free spirit moving there. I know you're at a turning point in your life, Davy. I know you can't settle down here, not after seven years of Congress in the East and being a public figure. Oh, it ain't that part that worries me. It's just that I can't go ahead here any longer. I'm, I'm cast off. So I've got to push on somewhere else where I'm needed. And there's something in this Texas fight that makes me feel I must have a part of it. Mm, then you'll have to go. It'll be hard to leave you and the children again. Oh, we'll be all right. Don't think of that. I do think of it. I'm torn two ways. I know. If Abner's smart, he'll go with me. <laughs> I guess he'll go all right. Oh, we both of us got to start again on our own hook. And in the end, I'll carve us out a new land in the Texas prairie. You'll have a new claim and a new country to fight for. And I'll be able to do what my conscience and my judgment says is right. I won't have the yoke of any party on my neck or a driver at my heels with his whip in his hand hollering at me to gee, whoa, haw, just as it pleases him. I'm leaving that behind, Elizabeth. I'll be a free man in a free country. So help me God. Please, Kate. Right away, John. I'll have another glass myself. Yes, sir. How to do, stranger? How do you do? Uh, planning to stay here in Nacogdoches long? No. Uh, maybe you're a hunter, eh? Oh, you sure don't look one by the fancy clothes on you. Sir, I'm a professional man. 
Politics is my business. Mm, seems to me you're going to find mighty slim pickings here, then, in the Texas border town. Uh-huh. We haven't got much time for politics these days. We're too busy fighting for freedom. Here your drinks, gentlemen. Thank you, Kate. Yes, Why don't you bring them over here, gentlemen? Step right up and try your skill. Uh, skill at what? <laughs> That's our thimble rig, Mr. Politician. Plays uh-huh. the old thimble game. Almost as hard to follow as politics. Step right up, gentlemen. That's the way. Right over to the table here. You see, now I place the pea under the first thimble. You see, there it is. Now I place it under the second thimble. There it is. Now I set it under the third, and there it is. Just a simple little pastime. Now mix it up a bit, just a little faster. Now, 50 cents says you can't tell me where the pea is. Who'll be the first to show me up and win my money? I'll take it. The pea is under the... Last thimble. Oh, sorry, mister. It's under the middle one. <laughs> but I saw you put it under the last one with my own eyes. Ah, oh, back to differ, stranger. The hands often quicken the eye. Well, better luck next time. Well, Try I'll your luck, Parson. For shame, Thimble Rig. I'm sorting my pamphlets, and there's one here I shall give to you. Something to help me prove a skill, Parson. It is called Sin No More, Mr. Thimble Rig. <laughs> Try your skill again, gentlemen. Mm. Not me, Thimble Rig. I can use my money better at the bar. I'll try it again. Good for you, stranger. Now, now, watch where I put it. Now, carefully, carefully. Where's your father, Kate? He's inside checking the larder. Have you heard who's on his way here, John? Some uh, big wig, you mean? Colonel David Crockett. Hmm. He's bound for San Antonio, Goliad. Going to mix in the rumpus, eh? How'd you get the word, Kate? A man named um, Abner Burgeon stopped here three or four days ago. He's a neighbor of the colonel's back in Tennessee, and he told us. He joining up, too? Yes. Hmm. Uh, I uh, don't suppose you've heard news of Ned, too. Ned? Yes. He'll be here again soon. That's so? Just can't keep away. Father sent for him. He sent him word that Colonel Crockett was coming here. Ned doesn't need that as an excuse. Not as long as you're here. (laughs) Morning, John. Morning to you, Jonathan. Kate, uh, you go start the bread now. I'll take over here. All right, Pa. Bye, John. I'll see you later, Kate. Well, that's a fine girl you've got there, Jonathan, and pretty as a speckled pup. Yeah, Kate's a good girl. And uh, Ned's a good fellow, too. Smart, honest. We're just talking about him. Yeah, Ned's a prime favorite of mine. Morning, friends. Caleb, well, well. It's been a long time since you and Israel happened in here. And all the time we've been building up a bigger thirst. Part of the best, Jonathan. It's on the house. Howdy, John. Well, now, Caleb, what's the news? Nothing in the particular. It's been a month now since General Burleson took the Alamo. No Mexicans troubling us yet. Yeah, maybe so, Caleb. But we heard plenty of rumors about him getting ready to try. I got a bulger of a force mustering. And the story goes that Santa Ana himself is going to lead it. Well, David Crockett will put a spoke in him. Yep. Here's your drinks. You mean Crockett's going to join us? Well, that's the word we got from a neighbor here last week. We're looking for the colonel to pass through any minute now. We got the venison and the turkey all ready for the banquet. Fat bear cub on the side. We're going to wind up with a dance. <laughs> well, partner, we just got here about the right time. Feasting and merriment are bought cheaply, my friend. <laughs> Parson, I didn't see you sitting over there. It's good to welcome you back again, Ezra and Caleb. After so many days in the wilderness. You're a charitable man, Parson. I am a poor shepherd, and all mankind is my flock. Can I help it if the black sheep outnumber the white? (laughs) Father, terrible things happen. What is it, Kate? The fiddler's been at the bottle again, and he's dead to the world. Well? But suppose Colonel Crockett arrives. That's so. No fiddle, no dance. And after we've gone to all this work getting things ready... Uh, Hold on a minute. Uh, 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 Parson? Yes, Jonathan? Parson, a moment ago, you said you were a shepherd of mankind. Now, you know Colonel Crockett's do here shortly. Uh, you'd like for me to give him some of my pamphlets? No, not exactly. Uh, you see, Parson, Colonel Crockett is very fond of dancing. Oh. And as you've heard us say, we're going to give a dance in his honor to speed him along the road. Every man must live by his own lights. Uh, you don't get my drift, Parson. Uh, I'm worrying about what Kate just told me, uh, that the fiddlers had too many horns. You're quite right to worry. A degrading vice. I will take him my pamphlet on the evils of drunkenness. But that won't make him able to fiddle this afternoon. Patience, my boy. These things take time. Uh, uh, your, uh, your reverence shakes an excellent bow. Yes, indeed. I remember once. Jonathan, what are you driving at? A most excellent bow. Jonathan! 
Are you suggesting I fiddle for a dance? No, no, Parson Moose, certainly not for a dance. Uh, for the freedom of Texas. The freedom of Texas. Hmm. A patriotic affair. In honor of one who's come to fight for our land. Well, of course, put that way, one might... One could hardly exactly refuse. At least if one could be properly concealed from the dancer. Nothing easier. We'll hide you behind the screen. And not a soul will ever dream that you fiddled for a chicken flutter. Uh, uh, very well, Jonathan. For Texas. Behind the screen. Meanwhile, I shall finish sorting my pamphlet. Oh, Father. You are wonderful. Now I can get back to my work. Hmm. You think he can do it, a parson, fiddle a dance tune? <laughs> well, I never heard him fiddle one, but I'll wager he's a master. Why do you think he said yes? <laughs> well, who's this? Welcome, stranger. Come right in. Thank you, landlord. Step up, stranger, and try your skill. Under which thimble will you find the pea? Yeah. That's all there is to yeah. it. It's easy as rolling off a log. I never gamble, sir. Principled against it. I think it's a sort of slippery way of getting through the world. Why, them are my sentiments to a top-notch, sir, but this ain't gambling. No, by no means. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it, then? Well, it's a little innocent pastime. Nothing more. Come on, try your luck at guessing. I'm principled against betting money, but I don't mind going in for drinks for the present company. Well, oh, that's I'm good. dry myself as a congressman's speech. Well, here we go, stranger, now. Just say when. Stop right there, sir. And where do you figure it to be? Under the middle thimble. This middle? Hold on. I'll pick up the thimble myself. Well, plum luck you'd guess it, ain't I? <laughs> well, you, you got a sharp eye and no mistake. Well, I don't care if I give you another chance. Man with an eye sharp as yours is just bound to win again. Well, then you're a fool to bet with me. I'd be doing a little better than pick your pocket to bet with you. I have enough glory for one day, so let's all go to the bar and liquor. Come on. No, 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 no. Just one more chance, stranger. Just try one more. <laughs> well, what will it be? I'll make it whatever your friends like best, landlord. Parson, uh, you take a horn? Just a drop for my stomach's sake. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, everybody's glass filled. How about a toast, stranger? Yeah, a toast. How about it? Well, gentlemen, I might begin with a toast that's popular in some parts of the country. To the abolition of slavery. But I'd like to add just a little to that. I say, let's begin with the party slaves in Congress. <laughs> We've been expecting a very distinguished visitor in Nacogdoches today. And hearing that toast that you just favored us with and watching you, I wonder if you're the man. I reckon not, landlord. I'm just Colonel Crockett of Tennessee. Half horse, half alligator, and a little bit of steamboat thrown in. <laughs> Colonel, I ought to be shot for not knowing you. Welcome to Texas, Davy Crockett. Let me be the first to shake you by the hand. Oh, thank you. Thank Colonel, you. we all certainly should have known it was you when you took that dig at the Congress. And we ought to say right now, you spoke for us all. That's something does me good to hear. I reckon Martin Van Buren, the Flying Dutchman, might as well go to a pigsty for wool as to beat around the West looking for votes. <laughs> so you say. But I notice the voters of your own district in Tennessee failed to listen to you. Now, by the uh, sound of you, I'd say I smelled, that is, heard, a politician. Yeah, you're out, though, ain't you? Yes, I'm out of Congress, for I can't go along with them, the crooked trail they're following. You're out because you deserted Jackson's side. Andy Jackson's on no side. He's just sitting there, on top. Mister, what makes you vote for Jackson and Van Buren? He licked the British at New Orleans, didn't he? He paid off the national debt, didn't he? Mister, who were the officers and soldiers who fought at New Orleans beside Andy Jackson? Oh, I don't know. Nobody remembers who they were. I see. Maybe you're right, mister. But theirs should be the larger part of the glory of that victory. And here's another question, mister. Just whose money was it that paid off the national debt you mentioned? Well, now, maybe you didn't hear me. I said it was Jackson paid it off. My friend... When a country wages war, it's the people who do the fighting. And when a country pays its debts, it's the people who do the paying. Part of that money was yours, part was mine, and part everybody else's. Jackson had no choice but to use that money of ours to pay off the debt. Now, where's the glory in that action? You'd better look to your own glory if you ever had any, and let Andy Jackson look to his. Mr. Politician... I don't like you. 
Andy Jackson's good enough for most folks. Yes, there was a time when he was good enough for me. I followed Jackson a long way. I stood by him in the wars and fought under his flag at the polls. But the time came when I had to leave off following him. I reviewed the course of the other presidents, and I decided he didn't rightfully possess any more power than they did. So when next he went above his rightful power, I spoke out against him. I've done so ever since, and will continue to do so. My conscience is clear before God and my country because I've done only what I believe to be my duty. Well, I see I'm only in the company of fools here. Take yourself off then, mister, and there'll be one less. You'll all laugh out of the other side of your faces when election's over. Well, now, gentlemen, you've had your liquor and argued about politics, how about trying your luck at my little guessing game, eh? I'm not presuming on good nature, friend. Uh, Why do you depend on uh, such a device to earn a living? Well, no offense taken where none was meant, Colonel. My bad luck was I was born and brought up a gentleman. (laughs) That's not so funny. It means I was never taught any useful pursuit for making a living. So you turned to thimble rigging. That's a fast, sir. You wrong me. I tried several other things first. What, for instance? Well, my first idea was to marry an heiress. (laughs) So I paid a visit to my tailor for a new coat. What did he use for brass to pay him? His face. There's more brass than that than in a wagon load of new pennies. Oh, quit chiming in with your penny whistles. My new coat got me an introduction to the lady. Well, once in the house, I stayed and stayed until... Well, until finally I get kicked downstairs. That was hint enough for me. That's a sad tale you tell, friend Thimblerig. True, and I get sadder still. From that moment on, I went from bad to worse. I went by way of a gambling table in New Orleans to my own game. So, here I am, playing an innocent little game of guess with people whenever and wherever the crowd may gather. Step right up, gentlemen, and try your luck. On the contrary, friend Thimblerig, you step up with me to the bar. I'll stand treat for the company. I want you to drink with me to Texas. Here you are, sir. A horn of the very best. Thank you, landlord. Now, gentlemen, to Texas. To Texas! They tell me you're going to San Antonio, Colonel. Yes, Thimblerig. I've always been fond of having my spoon in a dish of that kind. You mean fighting? I mean fighting for a good cause. And there's a good cause here in Texas. Fighting for freedom. Yeah, words have a high sound, Colonel, but you waste them on me. I've sunk too low to sing them with you. I'd be like a eel in a frying pan trying to live an honest man at this time of day. No, I don't agree. But even if that was so and you couldn't live an honest man, you could still do the next best thing. Yeah, what's that? You could die like a brave one. Colonel Crockett, leave me be. I'm much happier when people aren't putting thoughts in my head. Go with me to San Antonio. Cut out with me and fight for freedom. For I tell you, if you help win it for Texas, you'll win it for yourself, too. If, if I cut out with you, I'd... I'd be a man again. I'd have to live honester. Die brave. Colonel? Yes, then, Marie. Will you really take me with you to the Alamo? Good for you, This calls for another horn, landlord. <laughs> Wait, listen, listen, friends. Hey, that'll be Ned. Yeah, Ned the bee hunter, Colonel. He makes up those songs himself. Father. <laughs> I thought that might somehow fetch you running, Kate. Hello, friend. Hello, Katie. Celebrating in the air. I can smell it. Oh, Edward, welcome back. Katie. Oh, Katie, it's been a long time. And it has indeed. Here's a horn, my boy. Drink this, and the time will seem shorter. Thank you, Jonathan. I'll drink it down. To you, sir, Colonel Crockett. Thank you, Ned. But how do you know me? Oh, I, I know everyone else here. And Jonathan sent me word you were coming in about now. You came here to see me? To meet you. And to join up with you. Why, I'll have a regiment before long. First Thimble Rig, then yourself, and all within a few minutes. Thimble Rig is gone? Right. That's fine as silk and a little fine. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ned. And Colonel, you couldn't find a better recruit anywhere than Ned. He's a famous figure here in the Southwest. Everybody knows him. Well, that's right, friend, but you ought to add that the only reason is because I travel around so much. <laughs> you see, Colonel, I'm a bee hunter by profession, and though Texas is full of honey trees, 
They seem to be scattered pretty wide apart. Mm -hmm. well, I can tell some pretty tall tales of my own, young man. Hunting bees. <laughs> you don't use a gun, Colonel. Yeah. Even in Texas, we don't shoot that well quite yet. <laughs> Go on and tell him all about it. Oh, there's not much to tell. I just hunt around till I spy a bee in there. Then I follow him fast as my horse can go till he leads me to his tree. Then I get the honey and the wax. Then I sell that wax down in Mexico where they make it into church candles. In Mexico? But now, you see, I've decided to change my trade. Instead of selling wax to the Mexicans, I thought I might turn to giving them bullets. Good for you, Ned. What point are you bound for, Colonel? Thought I'd make for the Alamo. I figure they'll need some help holding it. Yes, and it's important to hold it to best base for defense in our whole South. With well, Alamo in Mexican hands, the Texas colonists be wide open to a general attack. Well, it's in Texas hands now, and please God, we'll keep it there. Uh, who's this? We look for Colonel Davy Crockett. Him here? Just a little slower, stranger. I prefer to know whether your business is friendly before I answer any questions. Friendly or otherwise, I'll take care of it myself, landlord. I'm uh, Colonel Crockett, sir. What do you want? We like join up with you. Then come in. Welcome, friends. Why didn't you say that right off? <laughs> Me like shake hand, Colonel. And I'd equally like to shake yours. Back east, everybody was too busy about his own affairs to give the cause of freedom much of a thought. Me think much about it. When you slave, you think much about it. Slave? Yes, yeah, me slave. And if pirate here not help, I still be slave. But you're not a Negro, are you? Negroes, not only slaves. Me, Indian. Yeah. Went off his reservation and a slave trader caught him. Trust him up and sold him to a cotton planter. He'll he help me get away. Now, me get my freedom. Me want help somebody else get freedom. You take me, Colonel? That I will, Engine. You want to go to the Alamo, too, my friend? Mm, might as well. Nothing else special, do. Where's your gun? Hmm. Don't use no gun, just this here knife. A little cannon mounted on the deck. On the deck? Aye. Where you've been practicing your trade, friend. Oh, up and down the Gulf of Mexico. Got my training under John Lafitte in Bartaya Bay. Lafitte? Uh, then this fellow's a criminal, Colonel. A thief, a smuggler, a, a pirate. It's as good a trade as many. Why, this man makes me feel like the driven snow. Yeah, but the point is, Colonel, do I go with you to the Alamo or try to cause my own? You go with me. If Andy Jackson could use Jean Lafitte at New Orleans, I can sure use you at the Alamo. My regiment's growing my leaps and bounds. And so's the size of the banquet and dance tonight. Banquet and dance? All in your honor, Colonel Crock. I believe I'm still a little remembered in spite of the government. Well, their loss is our gain. <laughs> and I hope it just keeps on that way. I mean, I hope you're going to stay on in Texas, Colonel, after the fighting's over and done. I intend to, if the land tenure laws are just. None fair. That's right. We got fair laws. Now I'd say you were ready to take the oath of allegiance. Bring it on. Yeah. Here she is, Colonel. Look her over. I swear allegiance to the provisional government of Texas, and I will bear true allegiance to any future government that may hereafter be declared. Hmm. I'd like to add a word here, landlord. Uh, what word? The word Republican. This oath should read, and I will bear true allegiance to any further Republican form of government that may hereafter be declared. That's what we mean by it, Colonel, so write it in. Good. Then we'll ring. Yeah, Colonel. Here's the pen. Sign up right here. Right. Signing pledges is one thing I have had some experience in. <laughs> Ned? Oh, I've already signed the oath, Colonel. Part. Uh, signing things is lawyers' work. I'm again lawyers. This is a fighting paper. It's in order to board the ship and take prisoners. In that case, I'll sign. Engine? Me make my mark, Colonel. Ah, that all. Slave mark for liberty. Then my own turns come. David Crockett. January 6, 18... 
36. Gentlemen, I'd rather have my name on that paper than be elected to a seat in Congress for life. Now I give you a toast. God and Texas, go ahead. Go ahead. We pause briefly for station identification. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. again. Such a long time I've been gone. Three months, a week, and two days. Oh, Kate, I, I wish I were the sort of man to settle down in a tavern or on a plot of ground to plow and plant and stay. I know you have to feel free, Ned, to go and come as you will, to follow the bees. What isn't that? That's just for a living. It's the wind in the prairie grass. And the clouds racing across the sky, and the sun wheeling on to the west. The wind sighs here, Ned, and the clouds fly, and the sun shines. And you're here. That should balance everything. That does balance everything. Yes. So now you're going with Davy Crockett to the Alamo. I'll be taking you with me, Kate. You're so deep in my heart. You'll think of me out there? I think of you so constantly, it's not thinking at all. It's living. I live you. It's curious. I, I won't know I'm thinking of you at all, and then all of a sudden I'll see your plainest day. <laughs> Before you even get here? Sometimes. I guess it's a good thing it happens that way. If I could see you clear all the time, my heart would be so full of you, there'd be no room for anything else at all. Then I wish I'd never grow hazy to you. Not even for a minute. I wish I'd stand out clear as a Judas tree in April. Kate, a man's got to have more than a woman in his heart. For her sake, he's got to have more. Oh, why, Ned? You're all that's in my heart. 
to be worthy of her, that's why. He's got to have the courage to go for what he thinks is right, like Crockett. And you think it's right to go to the war, don't you, Ned? I have to go, Kate. I, I know it's hard to explain. Because, you see, if I didn't love you so much, maybe I wouldn't go. You say you love me. And you say that loving me makes you leave me. Yes, I love you, Kate. And the beauty of that love has made me so sharp to see beauty, whatever shape she takes, that I've got to do my part to keep it safe. And help build a world where all men and women will be free to love each other and plant their fields and build their homes without fear. Yes, Kate. You've said it better than I could. Yes. I see why you must go. And you'll let me take you with me in my heart? Clear into the gates of the Alamo? Oh, clear into the gates, Ned. All the way, anywhere, forever. Kate, Ned, where's Jonathan? Why, he's in the other room. There's a celebration for Colonel Crockett. Route them out then, girl, because I've come with news I want to hear. Oh, I'll fetch him right away. Mother, <laughs> Colonel Crockett, listen, everybody. Listen, William Morgan's here, and he's got news for us. Colonel Crockett? That's right, sir. Is there news for me? For you and those with you, Colonel. I've just come from the Rio Grande, and I can tell you that if you're bound for the Alamo, you'd better not waste time getting there. Santa Ana? On the march. Well, then, come on, my Texas volunteers. Why are we waiting? Caleb, see to the horses, Davies, Ned's, and fetch one for Thimble Rig. On the way, Jonathan. Ezra, you get the Colonel's saddlebags. In two flicks of a bear's tail. Colonel, I've been thinking. No time for thinking at the moment, Thimble Rig. I think my resolution's weakening a little. Then take a hitch in it. Oh, it's a fine company you're taking with you, Davy Crockett. A bee-hunting poet, a gambler, a pirate, and a slave. I reckon freedom can use whatever material she can get her hands on. Come on. It's a blizzard at Santa Ana for me, Colonel. Make him eat dust. We'll make him lick it up like fine salt. Come on, lads, we're off. Oh, wait, Ned. Yes, Kate? Oh, will you take this little gourd I've slung for you? It holds nearly a gallon of water. Here, I'll just hang it around your neck, Ned. Oh, thank you, Kate. And your books here? Oh, just the Bible. You keep the poets oh. for me. And please, Ned, do take this little sack. This? What's in it, Kate? Oh, biscuit and deer sinews. Okay. Well, just in case you... Get separated from the others and bewildered and lost in the prairies. Oh, heaven, you're dear to me. Anything else? Just me. Don't forget, you're going to take me too. Yes. Here inside. For always. Ned! Where's Ned? Goodbye, Kate. Goodbye. Here I am, Davy, ready and coming. A song, Ned. Give us a song before you go. I'll give you the start of one, friends. This one. Saddled and bridled and booted rode he, a plume in his helmet, a sword at his knee. Come on, Davy, let's go. And home came the saddle, all bloody to see, and home came the steed, but home never came he. Ned. Ned! Ned! Oh. Oh, Ned. <laughs> Shots came from beyond the trees. It must be Mexicans. But I don't know who they could be shooting at. We called in our patrols for the day. Uh, maybe it's Davy Crockett, Colonel. About time for him to show up. They don't shoot him down on the way, Abner. Oh, they won't. Fact is, uh, I'm more worried about this fever of yours, Colonel Bowie. I am about Davy Crockett. How are you feeling? As long as I keep on lying down here, it's all right. I'll have to do better than that when Santa Anna comes. Oh, you just wait till the colonel gets you. He'll cheer you up. You never saw a fellow so full of life and good spirits. Yes, we all need him here. We need the spirit of him. Colonel Travis, five men out there running toward the gate. Huh? 
Let me get up there. I'll tell you. It's Crockett! Baby Crockett! I feel better. The sound of that shooting would put life in a dead man. He'll be a garrison in himself. Baby! Baby, up here! Davy, uh, we thought you'd never get here. And here you come in with a whole company behind you. Uh, Davy, this is Colonel William Travis, in command at Alamo. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Colonel Travis. And this is Colonel James Bowie of Louisiana. Colonel Bowie, I've heard many a tale of you and your knife and your skill, Colonel. Thank you, sir. All America knows the name of Davy Crockett. Sorry to see you laid low, sir. Touch of the fever. It will pass. Now, gentlemen, let me introduce my companions. This is Ned the Bee Hunter. Oh, Glad to see you again, sir. I've known Ned for a long time. No thimble rig there, too. I'd never have pictured him in this outfit. Where are the thimbles, friend? In the pocket. As to why I'm here, I find it hard to understand myself. This half-horse, half-alligator fellow here put a conjure on me. <laughs> and these two gentlemen are the pirate and the engine. They may have fancy names besides that, but pirate and engine, good enough for me. Texas, thanks you, gentlemen, all of you. She needs you. Now maybe you'll tell us what happened out there. Why all the shooting? Mexicans. We ran smack into an advance patrol. That's enough smoke to show there's a fire kindling. It's kindling all right, and about ready to burst into flames. Yes, we're expecting it any day. I've sent to Gonzalez to beg reinforcements. What's the strength of the Alamo as we stand now, sir? 143 men. I mean 148, thanks to you. And Santa Ana's got thousands. Can we expect reinforcements from anywhere else? Goliad's the only other chance. How far is Goliad? Three or four days' march. Colonel, that uh, Mexican patrol we ran into worries me. The main body of troops can't be too far behind. Then we'd better send uh, another messenger to Goliad right away. I'll call for volunteers. I'll go. No, Crockett. We'll need you here. Send me. Same goes for you, Ned. Why not me? Forrest, Freddy, all same to Indian. Perhaps you would be the best. No, sir, no, no. Maybe you'll excuse a pirate for speaking up on ass, but uh, I figure I'm the one for this here, Sally. I'll chart for the stars, Colonel. I'll get your message there. I accept your offer, and thank you. Aye. Ask Colonel Fanning to send reinforcements to the Alamo if it lies within his power. Aye, aye, sir. Now, gentlemen, would you like to get a better view of the fort's interior plan? Yeah. Step up here with me. You'll be able to see very well from the top. Pirate. Where's engine? Me. Come with you. Oh, no, lad, no. You stay here. One fellow can get through easier than two. We together, ever since you helped me escape. Oh, no, no, no. You, you've been a good comrade, engine. Here, my friend. Here, take this. Huh? What the... It's a lucky piece, some sort of old piece of money, a, a Louis d'Or, I think the fellow called it. Well, I want you to keep it. Uh, me, thank you. And here, take take care of my sack for me, too. Uh, but you... Uh, huh? Don't argue, Injun, don't argue. You just keep it for me till I get back. Now then, uh, give me my new gun I had from Davy Crockett. I know it ain't quite a cannon part, but that rifle can be mighty useful. Why, sir, I, I reckon it can. And here's a little map I made for you, pirate. Well, no, thank you kindly, Ned, thank you. Well, now I got me a chart and a gun. I I might as well be setting sail. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye, pirate. Good luck on your voyage. And God keep you, friend. Oh, don't worry, I'll get there, I'll get there. Come along, engine. Come with me as far as the gate, likewise. He may get there, all right. Parker. Yes, sir. Must of the garrison out here. I want to talk to them. Yes, sir. Right away. What are you aiming to do, Colonel? Tell every man of this garrison what's pretty much bound to happen. Don't you figure they know already? I want to make certain. Colonel, you sound as though you figured we... we none of us had a chance. Maybe you're right, friend Thimblerig. Colonel Travis. Yes? The garrison is muster, sir. Right. Men. Men of the Alamo. Men of the Alamo, I must speak earnestly to you. Very soon, 
Perhaps by tomorrow, this fortress will be under siege. The forces mustered against us will be great, ten to one at the very least. The enemy have cannon, and they are led by Santa Ana. You all know what that means. If the Alamo is taken, not a man of us will be left alive. There seems little likelihood of succor. I have dispatched couriers to Gonzales and Goliad, asking reinforcements. But the chances are they will arrive too late. On the other hand, I believe there is still a fair chance of escape for all who seek to avail themselves of it. It seems likely you could get away to safety under cover of darkness tonight. Such a flight cannot be considered any reflection on your honor or courage. Whoever wishes to leave will carry my Godspeed. The decision is for each man. What are you going to do, Colonel? As for myself, my decision is made. I shall quit this place only as victor or corpse. Who stays? Count me in, Colonel! What's up? Paying my debts, interest and all. Hey, how's that? Yeah, wait a minute till I close the account. You better keep down behind the parapet. Too many bullets wandering around here. There, count closed temporarily. Come on, Davy. I saw four of them lying outside the wall. Did you wing the other three too? I did. Here comes Ned and. That's Abner and the engine behind him. Carrying Colonel Bowie out here in his cart. Well, he's too sick to come out here. Colonel Bowie, sir? Hello. Hello, Davy. You should keep under shelter, Colonel. Got tired of shelter, Davy. Like to see some action around me for a change. Are you comfortable there? Is there anything I can get you? Nothing. Nothing at all. Unless maybe you could get me some Mexicans, Davy, to stick my knife into. Engine, what's the matter with you? You keep climbing up and down that parapet a dozen times an hour. I'm pirate come back. Last time. Now 11 days he go. Then, since we under siege. He'll be back in then. Maybe rested a few days before starting. Yeah. He old man. Not know how to take care of self in this kind of country. Whew. They're dropping those shells in there too regular nowadays. I don't like it. No one likes it. All we can do is just sit here and take it. Day after day after day. I know, friend. I know. Where's Travis, Ned? Uh, talking to the men. They need a little smoothing, too. Waiting for death is a very nervy business. Just waiting's a nervy business, no matter what you're waiting for. That's right, Davy. You get to thinking. And because there's nothing else... You keep on thinking. Of course, those shells cause a little interruption even in my thinking. Man's life does roll back for him when he sits and waits for danger and death to come closer. I've got a prime lot of memories myself. Some bad, more good. Engine fights, bear hunts, election days, Congress squabbles and mature. Matur was a wonderful affair, no mistake. Boston, New York, Philadelphia. It seemed like folks just hankered to see the coonskin congressman from the shakes of Tennessee. Called me an honest man. Let me shake the hand of an honest man. <laughs> I guess that's the best that'll ever be said of me. Yes, Davy. You got a lot of fancy pictures to recall. Some things, the ones I think of most, ain't fancy, friend. What things, Davy? Oh, taking my little boy, Robbie, on his first bear hunt. Hiding an Indian lad once when the soldiers was hunting for him. Loving my wife and depending on her and knowing her always there to stand by me. 
I reckon no poor beggar in all this world was ever cursed with such hard love as mine. Because I never could quite tell her how it felt. If all the hills about me had been pure chink, and they all had belonged to me, I would have given them away if I could ever just once have talked to Elizabeth the, the way I wanted to. Me, a congressman and a public speaker. And for her, I, I never had the words. Me, think of pirate. The only friend ever have. He opened door for me, night me get away. He hide me, bring food, tell when safe to run. He helped me find Davy Crockett. He give me my freedom, and he give me chance to die for freedom. No, quit talking about dying. Huh? What's that? I'm not dying. I'll live long enough to take my own toll of those devils when they break in here. You'll live for that, Colonel, no doubt. You'll sell your life, dear. With all the rest of us. I reckon I've been selling my life little by little since the day I was born. I reckon I've sold most of it to the devil. There's nothing out of all my life I want to remember. Then don't think of the past. Think of the present and the future. Future? What future? The future of Texas. You know, Davy, I aim for the future of Texas to be my future, too. Ever since I got here, I've been thinking about plowing the prairie. You may never plow the prairie, Abner, but somebody else will be able to plow it because you died at the Alamo. I'm thinking, too. You're young, Ned. You're decent. I'm happy. Why wouldn't I be? If I fall to the Mexican's fire, behind my eyes as they close, I'll see the most beautiful picture in all the world. I'll see the prairie lying green in the sun. I'll see white clouds in a blue sky. And I'll see my Kate standing clear in the golden light, every lovely line of it. And I'll know she's mine. Do you hear? Have you noticed it? Noticed what? The cannon fire. It stopped. It stopped altogether about a minute ago. You think that means... Of course it does. They're about to launch the attack. What chance have we got of holding out? So few of us left. Very little, friend, if we've got any at all. If they're going to get the Alamo anyway, what's the use of our dying? None, maybe. But I believe there is. If we die now, even in defeat, our very death will make others fight on against all odds. They'll remember us. They'll remember the Alamo. And on our defeat, they'll build a victory for freedom. I convey your congratulations to Edith Russell for a stirring play and to Sidney Blackmer and the cast for a fine performance. Next week, we bring you Dennis King in Berkeley Square. Thank you and good night. Thank you, Mr. Hopkins. by Edith Russell, starring Sidney Blackmer as Davy Crockett. Featured in supporting roles were Francis Fuller, Edgar Staley, Pat Smith, Donald Morrison, Peter Gregg, Winfield Honey, Edna Heidemann, Jack Hartley, Will Hare, Jim Bowles, Billy Redfield, Michael Artist, Barry Hopkins, and Edwin Cooper. The production was under the direction of Herbert Rice. The script was adapted by Charles Newton, and music was composed and conducted by Morris Mamorsky.
Next week, Arthur Hopkins presents Barclay Square. This is the National Broadcasting Company. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.